Hey, 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 you guys. I'm so excited to have our special guest with us, Mr. Jake Lancer. He is a New York City singer-songwriter, and Jake Lancer encapsulates the art of storytelling, the nostalgia of pop music, and the vitality of the New York City club kid scene in his debut EP as a solo artist. His forthcoming project, Take Off, explores the defiance of his own fears, love, trauma, and joy, using his life stories as a canvas to create a compilation of tracks that serve as one singular function. Jake Lancer's influence ranges from artists like Lady Gaga, ABBA, David Bowie, and Troy Savant. Growing up closeted yet a part of the LGBTQIA community, Jake dreams of creating pop music that not only inspires, but could give a voice to anyone on their own healing journey. Now a proud out gay man, Jake Lancer is also a mental health professional as a working therapist in New York City. Having studied mental health, musical theater at various esteemed institutions, and worked as a part of the music industry at Universal Music Group, the multi-talented artist has translated his training and life experience into his music. Jake Lancer's music is more than an expression of pop and dance, but it is actually, you guys, a mechanism for healing, a love story, and a voice for those feeling both heartbroken and life's greatest euphoria. And we're so glad to have Jake here as a special guest on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. And hearing that read back to me was wonderful. So thank you so much. Well, I am just so excited, Jake. I, I think that it's great that you're here and I think you're going to help influence so many people. So I want to kind of go straight into one of my first questions, which I think might be a fun one for you to answer. <laughs> All right. So the first one I Amazing. Okay, the first one we have is what is the best compliment you've ever received? Wow, the best compliment I've ever received. You know, it's really funny. Uh back in 5th grade, uh we were given like awards around graduation and I was given an award for my performances in drama club, uh, but the drama teacher had referred to me as one of the kindest people that she had ever met. Um, someone who was just so endearing and, you know, would take, you know, their shirt off and, 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 and give it to anyone um, and just wore their heart on their sleeve. And I know that may sound a little silly to be saying like, hey, like, you know, me myself as the individual um I, I guess it, it may feel a little bit hard referring to myself as a kind individual but when someone says that to you it, it was it, it's a beautiful feeling it's wonderful um so i think that was the best compliment i ever received and i, I i've i've received some you know wonderful recognition but as a young as a young person it, it felt really good and it stuck with me I love that you said that. And I can think of one compliment that really stands out to me. Um, actually, since you brought up awards, when I was in high school, I was voted most reliable. And that was something hmm. they said I would be most successful and most reliable. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad they see that in me because I definitely didn't see it in myself at that time. But I think like success is something that can be built based on your own purview. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean 
relating to money. And when I think of success now, I'm like, I see what they're saying because I think meeting new people and building genuine bonds and relationships and being yourself and loving others is my version of success. And so I think I've succeeded at least in that of Mm. hoping that I can have an open heart for each person, but also when someone gives of themselves that I can hopefully be that that tall tree or, or to stand firm in my beliefs and they know that they can lay on my shoulder on me and I can be there to support them. And so I think that is something I love being reliable. I try to be the best I can, but for sure success, I think is just something that we all have different definitions and it can be relative for each person. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's true when it comes to kindness. You know, I think that that's one thing as a human being that um, no one can take away from us. You know, if, if, if we're, if we're giving love, if we're giving kindness, if, you know, we're a source of positivity and joy, um, we're really igniting the world. And if we lead with kindness, we're, I think we're doing it, doing it pretty well. 100 percent and i think you you definitely have given that to me at least by being here and giving of your time and and we know you have a busy schedule things that go on but you made time for this (laughs) and that's amazing oh anytime (laughs) thank you (laughs) i appreciate that absolutely so this is gonna be a fun one for you jake what is a funny story if i talk to your family what would they say is a funny story they could share about you that you can let us know like something in your past or something that will make us laugh. Okay. A funny story. Wow. Hmm. I, I don't know if this is necessarily funny. I think many people will find this funny. You know, I was never like the atypical kid who like for birthdays or for holidays were, was like asking for like action figures um, or, you know, like I guess like CDs or movies I mean yeah I I love music and always was asking for CDs but I uh I was always that kid that was asking for fog machines and strobe lights and makeshift curtains and different things to create theatrical productions within my home and I think the comical nature of all this was that I was just you know six or seven year old putting on these full scale productions of Phantom of the Opera and Wicked uh, in my living room and in my basement. And, you know, looking back on it, it brought me so much joy, but I can imagine it being pretty funny and silly for, for my parents. I'm trying to think if there's like beyond that, if there's anything that was like a really silly or funny moment, um, Hmm. I think I'm gonna have to leave it there. And if it comes back, if if something, if like a memory comes back, I'll I'll stop you halfway through another question. But <laughs> you know, I, I, I to me that to me this it 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 rings comical, but it also rings in the vein of everything that you know you we've already uh, have have spoken about. Yes. And see, for me, I'm going to do a quick funny one for me because you might just fall out of your chair. 
But I think like one I will never forget is I was in fifth grade and I went to a Lutheran um, school. And so I would always run down the fire escape and we had a fire escape, which I don't know why they had it over there and had us run down the steps. Mm -hmm. And so like literally me being a clumsy person I am, I literally was running and I saw my mom, we're trying to hurry and get in the car because of course we used to like to watch television in the car. And so she had this little portable TV that we would watch. And so I am running in these shoes, didn't tie my shoe, and I bounced down every step. <laughs> and when I made it to the end, I hit my head and I had a big lump and I already had a five head. So I didn't need a bigger forehead than I already had. <laughs> so I just never forget my glasses <laughs> being half broke. My, my, I got blood all over me and my mom's looking like, what in the world? Why are you? I'm like, I want to see the TV. And she's like, really? <laughs> so... <laughs> So just going back home and yeah. just like putting ice on my head. And I still miss the show anyway, but it was just one of the funniest things of just, it wasn't funny then, but I remember just going back and just saying, Lord, what was I thinking? Thank God I was safe and I made it down the steps, you know, in one piece and I didn't break anything, but it's at my glasses, <laughs> but it was just such a crazy experience. <laughs> well, I think, you know, like on that topic, it, like, you know, on the topic of, of being young and, and silly experiences and, also in the vein of, of the fog machines and the strobe lights. When I was in sixth grade, um, these detailed productions would carry into school. And I, you know, definitely, I don't know if anyone here is a, you know, it was a high school musical fan, but I definitely was like the Sharpay Evans of, of my grade. I went to this all boys prep school. I was this intense theater kid and I loved it. And I would put on, like I said, I would put on these grandioso productions but then, you know, I'd become this egotistic, you know, Tony Award director and would be, you know, firing kids and casting kids. And, you know, I, I truly thought I was, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg, uh, but, but, the broad, but the Broadway version. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny to think, too, when I look back on my childhood, I'm like, wow, all these things were so beautiful and they were so exciting. But they definitely brought out a side of me that was extremely... Um, funny comical as a character (laughs) so i'm going to kind of give a high school reference so it was a start of something new (laughs) right there we go living in my own world didn't understand (laughs) when you said that just reminded me of that that was a real different time because i know i was kind of young then because i'm an 80s kid so just seeing certain things as as i got older and certain i love disney channel one of my favorite channels growing up I mean, I loved it. It was nothing like it. I mean, I go back to Mickey Mouse Club to be honest. So I go way back <laughs> in my head. <laughs> All right. So Jake, I got another fun question for you. So you're like, whoa. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love. I'm loving these. And now I'm starting to feel warmed up. All right, cool. So if you could be remembered for only one thing, what would you want that one thing to be? I think I would want to be remembered as someone who unconditionally loved. Uh, I say that because, you know, I don't think we're taught as young people to unconditionally love ourselves. Um, And 
you know, I'm still in the process of learning to unconditionally love ourselves. I think that's a journey we take our whole lives. Um, but I also, in this process of learning to unconditionally love myself, have learned to unconditionally love others, uh, you know, my family, my friends. And I would hope that if I left tomorrow, the people that are in my circle, the people that are not in my circle, left feeling loved. So that's, I think that would, that would be my answer to that question. I really love that. Um, one thing my grandfather always told me, he said, it's not what people call you, it's what you answer to. And mm. that was a phrase that always stood out to me. And I think if there was one thing I would love to be remembered by is that I left someone with a smile and I left them with a piece of knowledge. And I feel like in experiences, it's important for us to laugh, but it's also important for us to influence others with our our intellect, with our intonation, the way we speak, how we share, how we project, even nonverbal cues. Like if there's something that you're not physically saying to someone, but if someone can sit in the room with you and feel something and they feel connected in some way, that to me is like having a million dollars because there are a lot of people who are rich as it relates to finances, but they're not happy. And so I feel like if I could leave someone laughing and they can be like, oh, I, I actually enjoy that experience, but also that I learned something from this individual, that to me, I feel like is living. For sure, for sure. And I think that smile, right? You know, different language, but that smile that you may present to me, you know, across the room or the inflection that I'm garnering from you and your voice right now, this passion, this excitement, it, makes me feel loved. It, it makes me feel connected to you. I, I think it's wonderful. So I think there's definitely a parallel in, in this dialogue. I appreciate that, Jake. And that's, that's always my goal is to, to make people feel different. I think that's something that we chase in life is, is the uniqueness within each other and ourselves, but also looking for a different feeling than we felt before. Um, and so that's when I think of progressing and, and getting older. I always say just because we get older doesn't mean we're wiser but we can gain wisdom through experience and then also in changing behaviors. And so for me, I've been able to change a lot within myself, but I've also had great tutelage from people who have gone before me and have gone through experiences that I may never experience, but it's also given me the opportunity to say, Hey, you know what, that is, that's an influential person. And I want to hopefully become that for someone else in the future. So I have a fun question for you on this one. Yeah. More yes, fun. More fun. If you had to create a book, and this means you're going to be author of this book, what would the title be? What genre would you write it in? And how do you think your fans would receive it? Okay. The book would be called Healing Isn't Linear. It would be a hybrid of fantasy and um, when someone's writing a book about themselves, I'm, I'm having a brain fog. Um, what's it it's, it's not a, it's not a docu document, a docu series. It's a, like an autobiography kind of thing. Uh, an auto, 
This is how you know I've been working all day. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it would be an autobiography. I would, I would love to do like a nice little blend of fantasy and, and autobiography, like maybe like a, uh, like a Mary Poppins kind of style or um, like Space Jam. Um, so yeah, I think it would be Healing is a Linear by Jake Lancer and it would be an autobiography meets the fantasy worlds of, of, of my mind. I love that. So I'm going to actually use two phrases that everyone who knows me knows I use these phrases all the time. So if I titled a, a, a book outside of anything I've written before, I would probably say really, because <laughs> I always say really, and I always say it in the same way people laugh. So it'd probably be really question mark. And then the second part of it would be, let's just make it work. Because that's always my statement to people. Let's just make mm-hmm. it work or we're going to figure it out. But I always say, we're just going to make it work. Let's make it work. And I just believe in that. That's a, a mantra for me. Is like, hey, that. you know what? When things are going bad, there's going to be many distractions. Um, we can be perfectly imperfect in our mistakes and we can learn from it. But if we make it work and we don't beat ourselves up because of one minute issue, then we can actually become something greater. And so the really part would be the part people just laugh. And then the let's make it work is to kind of get serious and remind ourselves that, hey, you know what? We all are different, mm-hmm. but that's what makes us perfect for for our each other you know mm-hmm. all right so i got another one for you so this one i think is Fun. i really want you to kind of define this for us what is your definition of pride and how have you found okay. your voice in music and as well as in life <sighs> pride uh pride to me is truth um what i mean by that is when we're true to ourselves, right, or when we're living in our truth, it's so much more easy. Um, it's it, or, or it's more it's much more accessible to find our pride, right? Um, I find pride to be the love that we have for ourselves. I find pride to be living and making authentic decisions, even when times get rough or when we go against the grain of what culture deems as okay. Um, Pride to me is a state of being. Um, Going back to truth, it's when, you know, we're so in our truth, that we can celebrate without pain or burden. Not that there's not always going to be a little bit, a bit of pain and burden, but celebrate without the intensity or the pain and burden of, of our past or of our core beliefs or of the things that we don't necessarily love about ourselves or the things that people have taught us, taught us not to love about ourselves. So that's the first part to the question. Um, what was the second part again? And the second part was, how have you found your voice in music as well as in life? Mm. You know, I was really afraid of my voice, um, particularly when it came to my musical and theatric abilities. Um, I wasn't always that way. 
It was my saving grace when I was younger. But once I propelled into adulthood, um, I went to theater school, left theater school because I just, it wasn't for me. And then started to engage in life and I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be that cool kid. Um, and I kind of put my talents to the side and, and a part of my voice to the side. Um, and then we went through this, this pandemic and I started working as a therapist. And in that time, um, of, of a little bit more silence and a little bit more introspection, I realized that there was something really integral missing from my, my being. Um, and that was my music. Um, and since, you know, writing and recording and, and the EP actually comes out next week, which is super exciting. Um, I've been finding my voice in ways that I didn't even know were humanly possible. I've been connecting to parts of myself that I didn't know were wounded. Um, I've been connecting to parts of myself that are really joyful and happy. Um, and I would say on top of it, um, it's allowed me a space to heal. And I think when we're able to heal, our voice can speak at volumes and in, in ways, excuse me, that may have been blocked before. So, you know, with this first pro project, I'm sure there's some blockages and some energy that probably could be released more with the music, but in it, it's allowed me to make sense of things that I hadn't been able to have made sense before, you know, getting to talk freely about my sexuality as a gay man, getting to talk freely about heartbreak and acknowledge heartbreak, um, something that I've always been ashamed of. Um, so I would say it's, it's been a vessel for a lot of things, um, pride included and, and, and re, capturing a part of my authenticity that I'm now proud of um, or proud of again. And I tell everyone, it's not about being Adele. It's not about being Beyonce. It's not about being Lady Gaga. You know, these, these icons are spectacular. It's about being you and being authentic. And if you have a passion or you have a hobby or you have something that is so ingrained in you, use your voice, use your talents, use your spirit and, and ignite it. Cause it's, it's only going to help you heal. It's only going to help you on your journey. And I think Jake, you answered another question. I think that's great advice to get to your younger mm. self, to be honest, because I feel like you have found your voice finally. Ooh, I love younger self talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I believe that to be true. I think I'm continually in the process of finding my voice. Um, I think, though, can I, can I answer that question? Absolutely. Yeah, I want you to, if you can choose an actual age of um, what age of mm. Jake you would like to talk to and what advice would you want to give to younger Jake? I would, I think I would talk, talk to my 13-year-old self. Um, I would tell him that 
it's okay to be different. It's cool to be different. It's okay to believe in magic that 26 year old Jake still believes in magic. That as cliche as it sounds, it does get better, but it takes a lot of hard work. Um, I would tell him that he is so loved and he is so supported and that no matter how life goes for him in, in the, in those moments or how challenging it gets, he actually is very fortunate to have a lot of the people that he has in his life around him. Um, and that he is very, 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 very loved. He is very loved and, and, that it's okay that he doesn't love himself, um, but he is loved. I would give him the biggest hug in, in the whole world. I really love that, Jake. And I can feel when you were saying that, I almost felt like you were transcending almost into that moment and being able to be mm. that 13-year-old. And I feel like if we don't start to do inner self-work, and I always say, Anyone who's listening, being able to see someone who's licensed in a profession who understands trauma and grief and to be able to talk through these issues, it makes it so much easier because you, you feel like you are invested mm. with that individual. And so being a counselor myself, I always tell my clients, um, when I think of like trauma, I always love to just, and I tell this to friends too, is that I think of trauma like an avocado is that the pit The pit of it is actually where the trauma can lie. And a lot of the mushier part of it is where our feelings are. And the outside part is what we show the world. And so when we can actually learn how to deal with the pit mm-hmm. of our issues and, and start to dissect it and understand it and love those parts of that fear and that anger and abandonment and alienation and all those, those things that we've experienced, then we can actually look in the mirror and start to like ourselves before loving parts of who we are. And so I love that you were able to say, I want to give him a hug because that's a hug that he's been needing for a very long time. And I think for many of us, especially during the pandemic, not being able to touch people and be around people. And um, like I said, I hate the phrase when I say socially distancing was actually physically distancing, which is what we were doing. But socially, we just had to learn how to interact a different way. And so I love that you found your voice in music, um, but also that you've been able to, to impact so many individuals around the world, like you've impacted me. So I just really want to commend you for the work you've been doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I agree with everything that you shared. And I, like you said, I could, I, I could feel the passion and, 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 and the, And the strength in, in, in your voice, and I don't know much about your story, but it just resonated through as you were talking about the inner child work and, you know, just the ability to connect with ourselves. Um, it, it's so, it's so important. It's so, so important. And yes, when I was talking to you, I could see him, you know, and I could see him in the auditorium at my old school and, um, when I was a, y- a young guy and was being bullied, but you know, all he needed was a was a big, big bear hug, and I just gave him one as we were talking. And I love that, and so you know, I appreciate that. The best um, advice 
for a lot of people or suggestion is look at where Jake is now. So those bullies, they're not on a podcast. They're not releasing a debut EP. They're not doing any of those mm-hmm. things. And they might not even be following their dreams. They might have been stuck in the past. So I'm glad that you are finding your present and you're living in your now, which is allowing you to get to that future that you have that's attainable and realistic that we're going to hopefully be able to support and continue to follow. And I would definitely be one of the first people listening to the EP Aww. and telling you how amazing it is once I hear it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm excited for you to hear it. I am too. I love music. So anytime there's something new coming, I'm like, wait, let me get my phone so I can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> me too. So Jake, I only have two questions for you and it's going to actually a two part of these are the last two. And the first one I have is, okay. um, how can our listeners find you online? And I know you've already mentioned about the EP being something that's next for you, but can you tell us, is there anything else we can look for on the horizon? Wow. We've been talking for 37 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, wow. Um, so sorry to answer your question. Um, my EP will go live on Monday evening. Well, it's actually Tuesday morning at 12 a.m. Uh, you can find it on my Instagram. Uh, it's Jacob Lancer in the link tree link. Um, or you can find it on Spotify or Apple Music or Deezer or Amazon Music, YouTube Music, any of the platforms that uh, you choose to have your experience with music on. Um, and what was the second part of the question? And the second part was um, what's next for you? I know the, the debut wonderful part you mentioned, so you kind of answered part yeah. of that for us. But is there anything else, like any music videos, things behind the scenes? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I actually am in the process right now, other than putting out the CP, because my mind is consistently moving and, and curating and innovating for what's next. Um, Pride's coming up, uh, which is extremely exciting for me. Uh, I love Pride. It's my f- it's the best weekend I think in New York city. And I'm curating a pride EP. Um, it is really fun. It is really crazy. Um, it is really silly and it's all of the things that I love about being a gay man. Um, it's just a manifestation of joy and as to keep, you know, using this word pride, it's a manifestation of pride. Um, and then there's obviously there's the deep, you know, cathartic moments, but it, it, it is truly going to be something special. Um, so let's, you know, obviously stay present on this current EP that's coming out. I think it, it's going to be wonderful and super exciting and it's a beautiful journey. It's called takeoff. Um, but yes, yeah, so there's going to be some visuals on, on its way. Um, you can follow me on TikTok. Uh, that is Jake Lancer. Um, and I do a lot of BTS on there or so behind the scenes. And I also share a lot of that on, on um, Instagram. Uh, a lot of really fun uh, press articles are on the way. Um, so yeah, there's, there's p- going to be plenty of uh, content as it relates to, you know, my music career and, and, uh, you know, what I have to share. Well, I'm just glad to be a small part of what you are doing and having you on the show. And I would love to have you back very soon. So 
we can kind of plan something maybe June or July if you want to come back and share some of your music. I'm just so excited to have you back. I'd love to. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm like, I finally feel warmed up. I'm like ready to talk now. (laughs) (laughs) You did amazing. You did a really great job. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me. And thank you for having this platform. I know a lot of people greatly appreciate it, just as I do. Absolutely. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you so much, Jake, for being on Black Canvas. And I will talk with you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful evening, day, night, everyone. (laughs) Okay, bye, Jake. Bye. I'm not afraid.